Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Sip. Survive. Uh, you guys. I thought you were going to say, I'm uh, Jenny. Th- and repeat, I was on mute for some reason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's back. Kenny is back, which is good because I <laughs> fucked it up last time. It's <laughs> mm. cool. It's cool. Sorry about the sound quality. Uh, that was a Jenny and Danelle problem. That was a Jenny problem because I didn't do shit. <laughs> Danelle just sat here and looked pretty. I was like. <laughs> um, so here we are. Uh, we can talk about this wine first because it's mm-hmm. delectable. So can you take a sip? Now we're all staring at it. It's very good. It like is it. very good. Hang on. Let me have another sip. Oh, it's so refreshing. It's like 75 today in Cleveland, so it's like perfect. It's crisp. It's light. It's refreshing. Let's see what it's called. This I really like. It's called My Paris Secret. At first, I thought maybe they wrote that with a magic marker. No, that seems like And it's then I was like, oh, bottle. no, that's the name of the bottle. It's a Cuvée Jean-Louis. I'm so glad you pronounce these instead of me. Charles de Frère. <laughs> And I'm it's an ice blanc de blanc. <laughs> brr-gar, brr-gar. Anyway, it's like a sparkling situation, and it's obviously white, as you can see if you're watching YouTube. If you're not watching YouTube, you should get over there and subscribe to our channel, because we're going to be posting these, and you get to hear the, the, the shit we say before. Yeah. <laughs> and I after. didn't realize we were recording. She but. did not. It was fun. Um, okay, let's see. Um... It is much like the splendorous city of Paris, bustling, sparkling, decadent, and perfect at any time, day or night, which it is because it's lunchtime currently. <laughs> During uh, the week. Oh, it says you can pour this over ice. Oh, do you want some ice cubies? I don't. Okay. I, I don't like ice in my wine. but It, it dilutes it down. Yeah, so. I don't want it watered down. I want but the full strength. Really just, it's real delicious. It's so really and it's a real easy drink because it's only 11% alcohol by volume. Mm. So it's nice. You could, pro- I mean, if you wanted to, you could pound this bottle yourself. I could. Um, it is produced in France. So, but I think it's still a sparkling because I am doubting this comes from the Champagne region. But it had a cork and I popped it out and it was delicious. And it is delicious. I so. say five stars for this one. Can you guys see I that? would get this again. Ooh. It's a great summer wine. Um, it's quite. It would go great with like a n- nice cheese board. Oh, that sounds so good. I haven't had cheese in three weeks. Who am I? Gross. You know what I do? Uh, like my little treat. Have I told you this already? I don't <laughs> have know. I already said this? I don't know. Um, so I've been buying expensive cheese at Trader Joe's. Uh-huh. And so I've been, my favorite is Parmesan because I like how it's a little nutty. Yeah. Like a little nutty taste. I love Swiss too, but okay. Yeah. Sidebar. I also like, um, what's that one? I don't know. There's a lot, any kind of like real stinky cheeses yeah. I love. I mean, and hard. I like stinky and hard. <laughs> I love a stinky hard cheese. So I um, I like to cut a few slices, not a mm-hmm. lot. Okay. And then I put a little honey on my mm. plate. And I take that stinky ass cheese <laughs> and I dip it in the honey. You and dip then your toes I, And then in I it. eat it. And then I have, if I want, I have a glass of wine. But lately, as you know, I've been having my kombucha, which I brought some today too. But I feel like I'm not going to want that until I'm done <laughs> drinking this. No. <laughs> but I haven't had wine all week. I know it's only Tuesday, but. I'm really no, proud of you. Wait. Yeah, it's so, Wednesday. But still, that's for me, two days without any wine. And you're really excited about, like, Jen even brought her kom- kombucha over here. Is it's it, really am I saying good. it right? Kombucha? Yeah. It's so, I, there's Pink Lady Apple, which is like an apple-y, cidery one. Mm-hmm. And then there's, so it reminds me of like a hard cider almost. Because it's sparkly. It like, is effervescent. And then the other one is Grape Vibes. So that one is kind of like my wine substitute. Because it's grape. Mm. 
So anyway, so I've been drinking. I drink it out of a wine glass so that I can feel the the. Yeah, you the know. effects like this. <laughs> yes, that just reminds me. I need to get a Boda box before I leave town. Oh, for the trip. Smart. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are interested in the wines that we drink, most of them we will tell you are from Magna Wine Boutique, which is a local wine boutique. They have two locations, one in Bedford, in um, historic Bedford. It's very cute. The other one uh, opened not that long ago in Cuyahoga Falls, and they specialize in like wines you can't find a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, women produce wines, um, black produce wines. Everybody produce um, wines too. I feel yeah, like they represent. It's, they have some local wines for our Northeast Ohio and Cleveland people, but they also have wines from all over the world. Obviously, this one came from France. So um, this, is, this is also the place we got the chocolate wine, if you guys didn't listen to that episode. I still think about it. We should debut that. I have another bottle downstairs. We should do that again soon. My Once it gets warmer over. out. My friend hadn't been in anyone's house in like 14 months because Damn, of the pandemic. Girl. She yeah. was very serious yeah. about it. So she got, she was fully vaccinated. So she came over as soon as she was fully vaccinated. And I opened the fridge and I know she likes the chocolate wine because I brought her a bottle once like before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl. We need to celebrate. And she was like, you have some? I'm like, we're opening it right now. Um, but anyway, go to magnawineboutique.com. You can join their wine club. You can get two wines a month. And I think there's different like wines you can pick from yes and then you can also enjoy their collection which is the magna wine collection which we loved so much we bought a case of it we ended yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the red they ship um, although we liked the white too but they ship just, all over the country too so yeah so if you live in the united states you can get your wine shipped to you as long as your state accepts alcohol deliveries okay and if it doesn't you should probably move <laughs> yeah you should you crazy you crazy states um oh fuck we have new Patreon people. Oh, and I'm supposed to say their shit. names out loud, and I um, I should probably look them up so I can say them. Okay, do you want me to start or just no. you interrupt halfway through? You can. <laughs> hey. It could be like an, an embedded Patriot shout out. Hold on. Or Patreon. I said Patriot. You're funny. Um, it's been a long day. I say that every time though. But you're going. Where are you going? You're going. We're somewhere. going to DC first, because why not? Um, because it's halfway and then we're going to the Outer Banks for a week. And you have a house? We are renting a little inn that accepts dogs. It's the only place in the Outer Banks called the Corolla Inn that accepts animals to stay there. So we're really super excited. Um, I haven't gone anywhere in about a year and then some, so I need ready to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all kind of are. Ooh, yeah, new everybody is. Oh, it's not It's not in English. Oh, great. We love our international fans. Uh, I think this might be for porn. Oh, well, you guys, don't put your porn links on our YouTube. We're not going to look at it. Maybe we will. We won't. Like a little bit. Maybe a little bit. No, it was, don't do it it. was like, like a robot. We know you're a robot. We're not going to look at it. The, the username is premium private sex. Oh, at least it's not like. <laughs> Shout out. Shout, Shout out, out premium, premium private, private sex. sex. Yay. Woo! Thanks for that. Okay. I can't get into Patreon. Oh, wait, here it is. Hold on. Danny. <laughs> Danny. <clears throat> okay. I feel like we have kind of. We fell off the Patreon bandwagon. But we, we, we appreciate your support because we don't make money doing this so any way you can support us is appreciated thank you we're sorry we're slackers we are slackers 
I'm sweating like a hog over here. Why are you wearing a sweater? Although hogs don't sweat, I read one day. They don't? I love lamp. No, they don't. They actually don't sweat. So that term, sweating like a pig, is inaccurate. Little fun fact for you. Kenny, did you know that? I didn't know that. Now you do. The more you know. Did you find it, Jenny? No, I'll find it. It'll be in the next episode. Yeah, we'll shut you out. We know you're there. I'm sorry I'm not on top of my game. We know you're there and we thank you. We love you. That You'll get your shout out and all the other perks you're supposed to get because there's other perks. We're just like not on our Patreon. There is? Yeah, we're not on our Patreon game and we need to get Oh, and I'm drinking out of the Sip Survive Repeat mug that's not on our website as I'm saying this. (laughs) Correct. It's not. I made made that special (laughs) for you. Never mind. Don't go on there and order it. Delete that. Nope. Leave it in. Don't. Now, okay. I mean, it's going to be on the YouTube because we don't edit the YouTube. That just fucking goes up like this. Okay. Do you need to, like, go put on no, I'm a, fine. a T-shirt? I'm fine. I'll sweat through it. I refuse to turn the air conditioning on yet. I'm wearing, it's Ohio. I'm wearing new democracy jeans today. I like your outfit. I'm digging it. And I like that you're wearing clothes that fit you. Really? Because you look skin- You look great. Thank you. I, I always, you wear big, you used to wear big clothes and it made you look bigger. You're not big. Oh. This is a PSA. You look good. You've got a great bod. Thank you. Show it off. Show it off, girl. I'm wearing jeans. Single and showing it off. Mm, Ready to mingle. Hey. (laughs) Kenny's like, fuck. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Okay. Are you going first? Can I? Yeah. This is a shit show. I'm going to mess this up. I don't care. And I hope we didn't do this one before. Okay, I love that I texted last night and Danelle was like, Jenny's story, I you, you guys, did that one, but I'm so excited. You guys have to wait for Jenny's because it seems super. So muddle through mine. It just fine. If you want to fast forward, it's okay. It's fine. I get it. But you have to stay for Jenny's because it's going to be a good one. Just the, the title alone is pretty epic. Okay. Mine's from Dateline Secrets Uncovered. Dateline Secrets Uncovered. Episode. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Season two, episode something. Okay. <laughs> this is the survival story of Kristen Lancaster. Did we do this one? I don't know. You're okay. going to have to start the story. That name sounds super familiar. Damn it. But okay. go on. Go let's on. try to do it again. Why uh, not? Let's see. Let's okay. see. So before we tell her story, we're uh-huh. going to tell the story of a victim prior to her okay. story starting. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So we're heading to Texas. It's 1999. Ooh, 1999. Oh my god. Cisco Thong Song was very popular. Before you get into this, okay. I just have to shout out my friend Megan. By the time this episode comes out, she will have just celebrated her 40th birthday. Happy birthday, girl. And we're doing a 90s theme party. Yes. This weekend for her on her birthday. The best decade. And um everybody's wearing 90s themed like concert t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I have a Janet one. Janet Jackson. Naturally. Miss Jackson if you're nasty. And um I also bought a bunch of butterfly clips, and I have some chokers. <sighs> I loved a butterfly clip for prom, where you do each section was a yeah. butterfly clip. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that to my friend's hair. And then my hair, obviously, is not long enough, but I think mm-hmm. I might just slap a couple in. Just, like, twist a few yeah, pieces back and do Yeah, you can it. do that. Anyway, okay. And you have to wear, like, white eyeshadow. Oh, I got it. You know what I need to do? I need to get some sparkle. I need some body glitter mm. up in this joint. Even if I can't find body glitter, I'm just going to fucking put glitter on myself. Yeah. Just art glitter. Hmm. You could even wear like over. We can talk about this later. I okay. have overalls with one strap down. Yeah. Okay. I went to a nineties party like ten years ago. That's what I wore. Lila's baby. Okay. Ooh. Love you like a sis. Um, <laughs> okay. It's nineteen ninety nine. Texas A and M campus. Okay. And the sweet baby, um, Jamie Hart. 
okay. who I think was 21 at the time. She was found dead on the side of the road in a ditch. A jogger discovered her body. She had road rash all over her body. She was sexually assaulted. <clears throat> um, she's adorable. She was adorable. She had a boyfriend, like a great girl, great student. Um, so she was going to Texas A&M? She was going to Texas A&M. And she worked, I think she was. We have a lot of listeners in Texas, by the way. I just looked today. Out. yeah. What's up, Texas? What's up? Okay. I didn't know that. We do. Hmm. I look at the stats. Like, How's our almost- Bolivia stats? just curious they're, they're down they're Bolivia down. but there was there's another country that like we were on the charts for oh so keep talking okay. I'll find that all right um so she was nude and like I said a jogger had spotted her and um when they found her body the investigators were really locked in on her boyfriend you know he had long hair oh the lights are flickering <gasps> okay um he had long hair he didn't quite fit in with the Texas Lithuania A&M. Oh, Lithuania. Lithuania. We're Shout out. We're 77 on True Crime. <gasps> Hearts out to Lithuania. Boop, 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 boop. Um, <laughs> so they really honed, the investigation honed in on her boyfriend because he just like didn't really quite fit in in Texas. He's a sweet guy, but he the just. The boyfriend always did it. The uh, boyfriend. Oh. oh we lost we Zoom. Lost, no, we lost the Zoom. Oh, okay. And let the me, lights are flickering. What is happening? Let me pause this recording. Okay. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God. Okay. The internet went out. The interwebs. We had to fix the. The interwebs. The matrix is out. <laughs> the matrix is out. So we're now recording the YouTube portion on my phone. It's going to look so great. It's going to look really good and it's going to sound amazing. <laughs> tune so in. Make sure you tune in. Get in there. I guess we don't need this fucking thing. Get out of here. <laughs> fucking get out of here. So. Just chugging this wine too. It's so good. Can you fill me up a little bit? Uh huh. Thanks. All right. So what were we saying? <sighs> Back to my story. Gosh, wow, Cable. Oh, Not sponsoring this. Shout out. Um, okay. We're going to get through it with Magna Wine. Yes. Thank you, Magna Wine. Um, okay, so they're really honing in on her boyfriend. The boyfriend always he did it. He took husband. a lie detector test. He failed it. It's not good. And his alibi was he was at home, but I think he lived alone. Okay. But... It's Dateline, and you're watching this, and you're like, but he's wearing real clothes throughout right, the interview. Right, so he's not in jail. So he's not in jail. But sometimes they do a trick Yeah, they're like, and they, they let like him wear a collared shirt. They're like, oh, here's a button-up so people won't know. I'm not falling for that shit anymore. No, okay. I've watched too many. So that is Jamie Hart's story. So this is in like... Okay, so she's dead in a ditch. She's dead in a ditch. God rest, rest in peace, rest her soul. Very sad. The town is also on edge the college town because this doesn't happen in a college town typically <clears throat> so six, <clears throat> months, six months later we're now we're in october oh my one of my favorite months me too mm-hmm. it's, is my favorite month actually um oh oh that's just my computer i should probably mute my computer keep going i'm gonna okay do that. Oh, kenny's, kenny's gonna, gonna do, do it. it kenny press the mute button did you get it okay okay so six months later we fast forward to uh, Kristen um, Stewart Lancaster Lancaster thank you I couldn't read my handwriting for a minute <laughs> so I appreciate that Kenny um, she goes to a party hold on it's Todd that's her husband it should work now it doesn't matter anymore it doesn't Todd. matter we're using the it phone. doesn't matter okay sorry it that does was so work bad. now fuck thanks Todd well now we're recording thank it you. On- thank you but we don't okay. need it because we're recording on my it. phone, which is fucking uh, amazing. We've lost all our listeners now. Officially. Shh, 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 shh. Okay. 
So she, now we're back to Kristen. She's a student at Texas A&M. She's 19. Um, My guy's 19. Oh. It's the 19-year-old show. (laughs) She's sexy. She's smart. I'm adding this is my own interpretation. I like that you made her sexy. She's smart. She's pretty. She goes to a friend's house one night. And um, so this is the town next to, I think it's called College Town, where Texas A&M is located. This is the town over. So thank you, Kenny. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So she goes to this like condo party or whatever. House party. It's her friend's house. It's her friend's apartment. And, you know, they're drinking. They're having a good time. And the host, her friend, gets a fight, gets into a fight with her boyfriend at the party. Uh Uh-oh. Naturally, because they're all drinking and it happens, whatever. Okay. So they (laughs) kick everybody out of the party. Mm -hmm. I guess the arguing got pretty intense. So Kristen was like, you know what? I, she was really close with this girl. So she's like, I'm going to stay behind and just make sure, like, everything's okay. So I don't know if the argument got really heated or she was kind of worried about her friend. But during this time, like before the argument broke out, she struck up a conversation with the neighbor that lives upstairs. And his name was Yanobi Matthews. Yanobi? 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 <laughs> Yanobi like Matthews? Um, if I had another kid, I'd name him Yanobi Well, you're Yanobi not going to like him. Oh, fuck. He's a dickhead. Okay, so, but I'm not naming my kid that. I'm no. not having any more kids, by the way. <laughs> fuck But off. if you did. But if I did, I wouldn't name them that. Maybe your cat could be no Yenobi. No, my cat is gonna be. You're not gonna amazing. name anybody Yenobi after this okay, story. Good, good, good. So Tell me more. She's chatting up Yenobi during this whole party before the fight breaks out between this girl and her boyfriend, and he's just a really down to earth guy. He's 24, recently divorced, made a. I know. A. Why are you getting married that young? Stop. <laughs> Don't do it. Fuck. Why are you doing that? Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, I got Kenny's invitation in the mail. Oh, shout out. <laughs> he said mine's in the mail. We'll see. Yeah, it got lost, maybe. It better be because oh, I'm Jenny's ride. Jenny with guests. I'm like, who the fuck am I going to bring? Well, I, I didn't know if you know Declan, if you wanted to. No. I figured it wouldn't. But. Hard, no. hard pass. You're Jenny's ride. Driving. We're going to get a limo that night. We're getting night. a limo. Did you hear? I didn't hear. We're getting a limo. We're going to so cut get, a rug. So we can get fucked at your wedding. I like it. Good. In the shot, 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 shot. Don't tell Kim's dad. He likes to keep it classy. <laughs> We're doing belly shots. Okay. <laughs> so no one wants to do a belly shot on me. Um, Todd doesn't. Um, so they get into this like deep conversation as drunk people do. And mm. he's just telling her about his life, how he found God. And he's made a lot of mistakes. And he's not a student at the university. He's just kind of like trying to repair his life or whatever. Good. So she stays behind and he's like, hey, I live right above upstairs. Do you want to? Like, I know you want to keep an eye on your friend, but they're fighting. So do you want to just come hang out in my apartment upstairs Mm. and you'll be close to a phone and you can kind of hear what's going on a little bit. And if you need to like jump in or whatever, like that sounds real nice. It sounds really sweet. And she said he was completely normal. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, someone's calling me. Oh, damn likely. Okay. I don't get that. Yeah. I got three spam calls this morning and I was like, hello. Okay. So she goes upstairs and she, you know, he goes to open the door and she walks in and he immediately, as the minute she like enters his door, he pushes her. Nope. Nope. Pushes her in the door and locks it and bolts it. Nope. And she, for, she had the same reaction that I would have had where it's like, oh my God, he's playing a joke on me. Like, this is a joke, right? Like you're punking me. Yeah. Because it so just doesn't happen to you. Right. 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 So he then, she's like, what are you doing? And then he pushes her down on the ground. Uh Uh-oh. 
and he takes the remote to the stereo and cranks up the volume all the way. Uh-oh. Like full. She said it was like deafening. Her it was so loud. What song do you think it was? Probably some heavy metal bullshit. I feel like it was like, like very like do 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 like punky. Like that's in my mind. That's what's happening. Okay. You don't think it was like ride it my pony Mm-mm. none of that okay. nope he's not gonna try to romance her no and then he was like now i take like off. how you think that's a romantic song well, <laughs> <laughs> well fair point continue fair continue continue, continue. <laughs> i love that you pointed that out i'm sweating i am too at least you don't have long bell sleeves it's um, about. okay <laughs> so he's like now take off your clothes bitch mm-hmm. and she's like no I'm not going to do that. And no. he was like, yes, you are. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I'm not. So he takes her by, he takes his hand and grabs her by the throat and starts strangling her. Mm. And then he drags her back to the bedroom. Like the barbaric Eey. asshole he is. Eey. And so she's kicking and screaming. She keeps blacking in and out. She said she can feel her esophagus bones crushing. That's how hard he's squeezing. And that can happen. Like, oh, yeah. Well, she said, that. she said when she looked at him, she was like, because he kept doing it and then letting up and then doing it. And she said to him, you know, you're going to kill me. If you keep doing this, you're going to kill me. And he was like, do you think I care? <gasps> like the chills. Like, can you imagine? Mm-mm. So she switches gears and she's like, okay, I'm going to try to talk to him. Because he spent all this time downstairs talking to me and telling me how he's trying to change his life around. She's like, you don't want to do this. Like, I have HIV. Like, oh. she doesn't. Oh, she went there. And he went there too and said, well, so do I. So it's fine. Didn't work. So... Eventually, she she gets out of bed. So they're in his bedroom. She gets out of bed, and she's trying to talk him. Like, Also, again, she's getting dizzy. She's passing in and out of consciousness. And while she's in consciousness, she's trying to reason with him and mm-hmm. just explain to him that like he doesn't want to do this. He can change his mind, whatever. And as she's doing this, she's stomping her feet on the ground. Like, she's pretending like she's trying to prove a point, but really she's trying to get her friend's attention below her. Mm. And with the music blaring and stuff, it's really the only way she can't scream or anything because no one can hear her. So he then starts to choke her out again. And then all of a sudden he hears a loud bang on the door Uh-oh. and he turns the music down and he's like, shut the fuck up. Do not say anything. Uh-oh. Do not scream. Do not do anything. You better be quiet. And he goes to the door, puts his clothes on, goes to the door and she starts screaming as loud as she can. Yes, girl. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's the fucking police. Yeah, it is. When does that happen? I mean, not usually. Ever. Not at my house. So it's the police. Unless they're coming for like, you know, Aladdin, the live action film being played too loud. (laughs) They're like, a whole new world. A whole new place for never know. (laughs) I sang it on a client the other day and he was like, wow, you've got good range. I'm like, don't lie to me. You're like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. You don't. It was Mike. Oh, hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Okay. Okay. So the police rescue her. They get her out of the building. They take him into custody. She explains to them what happened. Like she was, I don't know if she was fully, not that it matters, but I don't know if she, he had raped her if he got to that point, but she was sexually assaulted for sure. Almost strangled to death and was telling them her story. And essentially her friend below had called the police, had heard her stomping and heard the music up really loud and called the police. And that's how they came. So she stays in. It's amazing. If I was the friend, I would have just gone up there like, Hello. <laughs> Me too. Like a dumbass. Right, but I don't think she knew her friend went upstairs. Oh. So I don't think she knew that part. I think oh. she thought her friend left and her friend was just like, oh. So, okay. 
I just feel like it would have been like, Me too. But that's the thing. Like, I would have, I'm not daring in that way. And we should be. Like, you should just call the police because you don't know what's going on. So she stays the night at her friend's house who lived underneath, Mm -hmm. which I would have been like, peace out. I'm out of here. But he gets booked overnight. They call her in for questioning and she's telling them her story, making, you know, trying to file a suit against him. And the cop, the detective is asking her all these questions. And he says to her, take your hands. This is where YouTube comes in. Great. If you guys are watching, take your hands and do this. And so Uh she did. And her hands fit perfectly where her bruised, like her neck was fully bruised and went like this. And the cop go, the detective goes, you could have done that to yourself. Because Yanobi, because Yanobi told them that it was a drug deal gone bad. And she freaked out and started strangling herself and freaked out. And that's why she was making all that noise. And they believed him. Nobody believed her. Oh, my God. Kristen, nobody believed her. This makes me so angry. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she's smart student. Yep. Who, why would she, why, why would she make this up? Like, it doesn't have any benefit. No, not at all. So basically they do charge him with a misdemeanor. And he gets released the next day mm-hmm. and he's out free. Mm-hmm. His case does eventually go to a grand jury. They do not indict him though. The sexual assault charges. So basically he gets off scot-free and oh. she's just goes into this deep depression and she's like, I did everything I could do. Nobody believes me. And she just started drinking a lot and moved on with her life. Well, six months later then, mm-hmm. Um, we, she's going to a party. This is crazy. She's going to a party. She's starting to get her life back on track. Another party, another condo party, but this is actually in the town of Texas where Texas A&M is not the town next to like the last time. Uh And she pulls up to the party and there's police tape everywhere. There's cop cars, ambulances. And she's like, what the hell is going on? Well, it turns out in one of the apartments, someone was raped, strangled, and they were set on fire. (gasps) That's like my worst fear. Yeah, set up being set on fire. They they did say that she was strangled prior to being set on fire, though. But still, it's like yeah, I think so being burned alive is more the the fear. Than, yeah. Okay. Um. But so still. this is the attack of Carolyn Casey, who was also a Texas A and M student. Okay. Um. She was. They don't know how it had happened. She was attending a party, and then they found her in her apartment. Um. Just. Basically, the apartment caught on fire. Someone set the, the apartment on fire. And so the police, she was, like I said, sexually assaulted and um, strangled. So the police interviewed everybody at the party, and they noticed one of the guys they interviewed was Yanobi Matthews. And he had, <laughs> exactly. So he had made a comment. If you guys watch on YouTube, I give the camera a look. She gives a very dramatic eye roll as needed mm-hmm. so basically what he says to the cop they're like hey do you they collected dna samples from the first victim yes. i left that out okay the ditch the girl in the, the ditch. yes yes okay. um jamie hart yes sorry i should know her name by heart mm, jamie you know. Hart. okay so they asked him for his dna uh-huh. he gladly gave them his dna you know he did Yes, and he had an alibi. He said he was at the gas station during around the time this this incident had happened, but he was at the party. Hmm. And so they went back to the, they interviewed like 70 people 
And so they went to the gas station video footage, and um, he also turned over the clothes that he supposedly was wearing that night. They required everyone to do this. Well, when they looked at the footage at the gas station, they noticed he was wearing something different. So they went back to him, and they were like, wait a minute, the clothes you gave us, it doesn't match, which mm. is great investigative mm. work. Good and job, he was guys. like, oh, sorry, I must have gave you the wrong outfit. I don't know. I love all my outfits so much. I just right. So they were suspicious. They didn't find anything on his clothes, but they were suspicious. And so they, did they start to feel dumb because they didn't believe our. Oh, they will soon. <sighs> so then they started looking into Yanobi's background and they noticed they saw Kristen's case in his records that mm. he'd gotten away and essentially she had been strangled and sexually assaulted, but mm. got away. Mm-hmm. And they reached out to her and she was just like, yeah, that motherfucker tried to kill me. And. So the police bring him back in Mm -hmm. and they set up a little sting operation. And the main detective was like, listen, I'm going to have my boss page me because this is like the 2000s now. I'm so excited. And he was like, when I'm interviewing Yanobi, he's like, page me that the DNA results are in. They weren't in yet, but they kind of knew he was the guy. This is like some SVU shit. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So he's like interviewing Yanobi. He's like, listen, we have your DNA. And he was like, he looks at his pager, goes off and he looks at his pager and he was like, and he shows Yanobi the pager. It says, DNA's in. It's a match. And he shows Yanobi the pager. Oh, my God. So amazing. And Yanobi's like, it was an accident. I didn't mean to do it. It went too far. She, like, basically blamed the victim that he fucking caught on fire. My hand slipped onto her neck. And I, and strangled I accidentally her. strangled her. Whoopsie. And then I took her clothes off. He also propped the body up, oh, up I, against the bed. I don't and like then, when people play with the dead bodies. I know. And don't, like, like just... If you're going to be, like, you're a dick. Like, just, I hate it. You're already awful. Don't be more awful. So, um, the DNA was a match. And then they also linked him to um, the first case, uh, Jamie Hart's case as well. And then Kristen was so brave and strong and testified in his case. Fuck yeah, she did. And she said it was very scary to see him in court again because she was terrified. Mm. And she said she really thought that he had done this before when he did this to her but she didn't think he'd do it again for some reason she's like and 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 she had a lot of issues after the trial because she was like someone else died because no one would believe me like she felt like she did something wrong right like she felt guilty she felt guilty but the families came together and like said to her like you didn't do anything wrong. You're not responsible for his actions. Like, and back then the police didn't talk the state, the um, different counties didn't talk to each other. So they right. didn't, I mean, not that I'm defending them, but they didn't know They well, a, they should have listened to her. That's bullshit. B, they didn't connect the dots because it was right. two different cities. Correct. So she testifies in court. This motherfucker gets life in prison and yeah. then he gets executed. Poor boy. Sorry, man. So he was sentenced to death. Good. And he was 27 years old when he was executed. So he was 24 when this happened. Yeah. I mean, and that was a quick execution in the United States. Usually it tastes like 20 years or something. Not this guy. They were just like. I mean, I guess if they have the DNA and he basically confessed. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Um, So. So it turns out after the fact, another victim came forward, Misty Johnson, who's also a survivor. They believe she was his first victim and she did let him rape her. And she said, that's the only reason why she's alive. And she also feels an immense amount of guilt. She was terrified though. He's scared. Like he threatened her family. He threatened her never to say anything. So she didn't. And I, and I get that. And 
I understand that, but she's also now living with, and it's not her fault, but she didn't come forward either because I don't think, actually, I think she did report, but no one like believed her either. But a lot of that has changed nowadays. Yeah. I feel like Although more I people. Do feel like, I feel like in college towns though, a lot of times like mm-hmm. college security versus police are involved and then it kind of gets brushed under the rug. Yes. Which I think is like bullshit. It is bullshit. So if you, I feel like if you've been sexually assaulted, especially on a college campus, like you need to go to the the real police. The real police. And get your parents involved. And both of these girls did get their parents involved. Good. And it just. And if you don't have parents, get your friends, get get your your aunt, get get your your uncle, whatever, your your sibling, whatever. You just need a support system. And Kristen also had a great contact at the local newspaper that was kind of her, that was on her side too. So. Um, Kristen's doing well today. They didn't, I couldn't find a lot of like now information on her, which I'm sure she probably wants to live her life in private and, and, and in peace. She deserves that. Um, but she said her, her biggest takeaway from this is her realization how, of how fragile our lives are. And someone can decide to take it away from us at any minute. And she just treasures life. And she feels so grateful that she was not, um, one of his victims. Like she, she, she said she's lucky. Yeah. That's the word she used was lucky. So that is the survival story of Kristen Lancaster and the piece of shit, Yanobi Matthews. Okay. Yeah, I don't like Yanobi. No. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's a good story. Thank you. Congratulations and good job. I can't believe I read my serial killer writing. You did. I, I have serial killer writing too, everyone. I mean, it's something. I don't know if you guys can see. Probably not, but it's... A, Yours is still pretty. Mine is it's like green. It's in green pen. Yeah. Mostly I mean, because I bought pens that are non-traditional colors because I feel like if I'm working from home, I might as well write in purple. Yeah. Go back in your notebook. Oh, nope. It was like the first page. Oh, they're like drawings. Yeah. Why do you have drawings in the front of yours? Just doodles. I like it. Just, okay. You know, I'm on the phone. I like to doodle. I got Instead in of paying attention to my, who I'm talking to. When I did my <laughs> study abroad program, I got in trouble because my international studies teacher was German and he he made some sort of comment like and some of you like to doodle while I'm trying to teach don't worry about what I'm doing I was like some of us learn better when we're doing something with our hands I can't talk on the phone I can't just sit there and we're on the phone a lot in our business and what we do I can't just sit there and talk I have to do something like walk the dog drive or yes do stuff my best ideas come from driving oh I I think of a lot of things in the shower like it, if you're like not focused on yeah anyway okay i can't okay here we go this wine's Do you want a good little sipper you want yeah a little but I'm just, i just have to tell you guys i haven't had wine in a couple days it's only are been you like, feeling this yes and it's 11 percent. like i don't understand i'm not what's feeling happening. this yet i'm a mess i feel I'm a little a goofy I feel a little that, fun it's that kombucha <laughs> okay um all right i am doing the story as you already know of brian robson and um, Brian Robson, as it turns out, if you Google the name, uh, is also a very famous soccer player, or if you live in the UK, football player. Didn't know that. Why yeah. would I? I don't. Apparently, there was a <laughs> lot going on with this guy, Brian Robson, on the football field. Oh. Uh, I think he played for the UK. I don't know. He was a big deal. He was kind of a big deal. Okay. Anyway, so this is not that one. This is another one. <laughs> That's not where I'm going with the story. This story is going in a different direction. The story's not about sports, thank God. <laughs> it would never be about sports. Okay, Brian Robson, he was 19 years old in 1964. Okay. And he moved from Wales to Australia. 
Oh, big move. Big move. Especially back then. Yeah. Like, that was not an easy thing to do. So, um, two years prior to the move. Oh, she's cracking her knuckles, everyone. Two years prior to his move, he was employed as a bus conductor, which I think is a great way to say bus driver. Oh, I like that. Oh, my God. You guys in the UK are so eloquent. Oh, my God. If I ran the marketing for the RTA, I would put, and I needed people to work for me, I would say, I need a bus conductor. Yeah. Currently hiring bus bus conductors. Anyway, so he was a bus conductor. (laughs) (laughs) And so he applied for a job on the Victorian Railways line, which was the main railway line in the state of Victoria in Australia, which I didn't know Australia had states. You learn something every day. I thought they had territories. I don't fucking know. Okay. But But this is Victoria. It said the Victoria state. I'm sorry. I'm burping garlic. So gross. So delicious. Um, Okay. So he applies there and it's like this, some program where like Australia is recruiting people for certain jobs in Melbourne, Melbourne, I forget Melbourne, how you guys say Melbourne? I, no, I know, but they say it like different down there. Oh. I think they say it like Melbourne. Down under. Down under. They say Melbourne. Mel- you guys, if Melbourne. you're from there, please let me know. Um, so, please don't. Just kidding. <laughs> no, let us know. At me. So um, they are hiring. So they basically are recruiting people from the UK to come down. And they're like paying their way. And then once you start working for them. Why the UK though? It's basically samesies. Like, they have the accent. It's fine. (laughs) Maybe they have a similar rail system in the UK as they do. Sure. Perchaps. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, all these questions. Stop it with the questions I don't know the answers to. (laughs) Okay, so he applies for the job. He gets it. And uh, Australia, the Australian government, pays for him to come down. Hell yeah. So he flies, and I liked this. They gave me all the different places he flew through, which I don't know if I can pronounce all these, but I will try. So he's, again, 19 years old, and he travels all the way across the world to get to Melbourne. I think that's how you say it. I really do. I, you're probably right. Um, and he went through Tehran, New Delhi, Singapore, Jakarta, and Sydney. How fun. So he made all these stops. He said it was a grueling flight. It was, like, so long. Oh, I bet. And But he got there. And he's probably not stopping to see the world. Like, he's not staying a couple days no, to, like, explore. No, it's like he's just, like you know bop bop bopping on planes so he gets there and he's staying they put him up in a hostel which i don't know if you guys have ever have you stayed in a hostel i have not kenny i haven't okay so i've stayed in hostels because i did a study abroad and that's like the only place we would stay because it was cheap um that's the main point of it um some were really nice in italy the hostels were like Gorgeous. Is it like an Airbnb, like a no. pre-modern Airbnb? No. Okay. Oh. No. A lot of times it was basically like you get there, you check in, they give you a set of sheets and a towel, hmm. and then you go into a room where there are many bunk beds, Ew. and then you have to like padlock your book bag or your like whatever backpack yeah. to your bed. Or they might have lockers if you're lucky. You can shove your backpack in there. I want to stay at a hotel. Yeah. When you're poor and in college, that's not Yeah. If I was 19, I'm not doing that. So I'm too old. A lot of times it was like that where it was just like barracks and you had to like kind of padlock your stuff to For one night. Who cares? I mean, it was usually for for me, it was for a weekend. Um, But some of the places were nicer, like and more hotel-like where you would have your own bathroom in the room and mm. it was it would be like a hotel see that i could do even if it's so kind like, of shitty it whatever. just depended on what country you were in so yeah. like the uk it was like barracks 
in Italy, it was always our own room. In fact, there was one place, it was an old monastery. So the Ooh. ceilings were like so, they were vaulted and huge. And we had our own bathroom. And I it feel was like you gorgeous. should do that at least once in your life for an experience, right? In Switzerland, though, we got there, we <laughs> checked in. I had to, they had bunk beds. They were double bunk beds, which meant I had to sleep Ooh. with another person Ooh. in my bed. What? Yeah. So if you didn't have an even number of people, <laughs> you were sleeping with a stranger, bitch. Damn. And I got there and I immediately saw cockroaches. <gasps> and so I was like, we got a drink. <laughs> so they had a bar. It, the reason we chose this hostel is because there was a bar in the hostel. <laughs> so because it was it. so bad. They're like, we better put a we bar better, in here. We better booze just to make up. people Just to make people stay. So I got wasted so that, that I could the, just pass out. Do you think that would work in the United States? They have hostels here. Do they? It's a hostel in Ohio City. Yeah. There is? Right yeah. by the Campbell's uh, popcorn. Yeah. Really? I yeah. never freaking knew that. There's hostels all over the U.S. Yeah, okay. you can stay in a hostel. Damn it. That was my big idea. Ugh. Shit. Okay. Okay. So else. anyway, so that was that was probably the, my least favorite. There was also a couple hostels where like the sheets they gave me like had some questionable stains. Of course I did. But like they're You're all sleeping hotels. next to a stranger. Who knows what's going to pop only in? That happened in Switzerland, and oh. I was like, thank God we were in an even number. I slept next to someone I knew. Good. Anywho, all right. <clears throat> he gets to the hostel. Okay. In Australia, in Melbourne, and he says it was a rat-infested hole. <laughs> he said. There were so many rats. He's oh. like, I've never seen so many rats. And I was like, disgusting. Sounds uh, So fun. before he even like started, his immediate reaction was, nope. Like he was. It's not starting out good. He immediately gets there and he's like, I want to go home. And that's bad. I mean, after traveling all that way and having that reaction, getting there and being like, I want to go home. Yep. So he was adamant that he was going to go home. Um, he worked for six or seven months. Um, oh, so Victorian he stuck railways out. before he quit and then he traveled the outback for a while which i was like mm. get it no i don't want to travel the outback i'd be like take me to all your luxury resorts um obviously i'm not a survivor <laughs> um and then when he gets back to melbourne he uh gets a job at a paper mill but he okay. still is living or no he's i'm sorry he's not living in the hostel anymore because it was oh. rat infested so he's okay like, fuck that hostel so, um, so he changes jobs. He changes job. He does some exploring. He changes jobs. <clears throat> um, he really wants to go home back to Wales, but he had to pay the Australian government for his flight down because oh. they were garnishing his wages. And then when he stopped working for them, he just had to pay them outright. Oh. And then he also would have to raise the money so that he could get the plane ticket home. So he's a paying for the plane ticket down. Then he has to also raise the money to get the plane ticket home, which he said at the time would have cost $960 to $1,099. Which back in the day, today that's a lot of money. And he was getting paid at the paper mill $41 a week. Oh, honey. Honey, no. You're going to be there for a while. Mm. Okay. So he goes back to the hostel at one point or another to see what the, what the deets are, what the status is of the hostel. The rat status. He's what's checking the, in the rat status. He's like, what's the rat stat? Let's do this. <laughs> um, and he meets two guys named John and Paul. They were not in the Beatles. But they were from Ireland. And they became friends immediately. And he was so happy to have friends because he said a lot of people who went down there like had families that they brought oh, with them. So it was hard so to he, make friends. He was like yeah. a super loner until this point. So him having John and Paul there was like really nice. And of course, Irish people. They like to party. Good time. Um, so they decided to go to a trade exhibition. 
and I don't know what kind of trade we're talking, but they went. Maybe it was a paper mill one. Maybe it was a railway one. Maybe, maybe it was, was a paper railway yeah. one. <laughs> a twofer one. A twofer. And they saw a booth for Pickford's, and that was a UK-based business. So they stopped by, and the sign that they had on, out, on the outside of this booth was, we can move anything anywhere. Oh, boy. And I've seen the picture, so I know where this is going. So he says, maybe they can move us. <laughs> And everybody laughed and laughed. And he's like, and I'm not joking. Yeah. So he was at first, but then later that night he tried to go to bed and he couldn't sleep because he was just like, maybe they really could move mm. me. So he was like, then the plan started cooking. The plan. The wheels were turning. They weren't off yet, but they were turning. Yeah. Um. So the ne- the very next day after he made this joke in passing to his friends, he went to Qantas uh, Air. And that is the, damn, Gina, Qantas Air. So good. <laughs> Just so Chugging good. it. He goes to Qantas Air, and he want, he asks them a lot of questions about the process to have something shipped overseas. And this included <laughs> uh, the max weight and size of a package. Okay. He also asked for uh, what kind of paperwork they needed for the pay upon arrival. So that means, like, you didn't have to pay for the shipment until it was delivered. Oh, smart. <laughs> You want to make sure your goods get there intact. So he saw his friends, and you guys may see where this is going, but he told his friends, John and Paul, I'm going to post myself, (laughs) which is British for I'm going to mail myself home. (laughs) (laughs) So this motherfucker is going to get in a crate to mail his ass home. (laughs) I mean, listen. From Australia to the UK. This is bringing me back to the Cuba story you did, where the the kid rode in the plane. Yeah, which is one of my favorite stories. But God, okay. So here are the dimensions of the crate that he had to use because, again, there was a a size. I would think he's not a little man because he's a football player. No, he's not a football player. There's a current person or like somebody in the '80s who's also named this, but they're not the same person. Oh, I thought they were the same person this whole time. And also a soccer player. But no, it's football in... It's football over there. Yeah. But yes, no, Kenny, they're, not, they're, they're, they're usually pretty small. They're not the same person, but he's he said in the interview I watched, he's not... He is pretty... He said he is pretty small. This whole time I thought this was the same person. I'm listening, I promise. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm sweating profusely. Mm. Okay. Okay, sorry. Keep so going. So the box that he had to get into was 30 inches by 26 inches by 38 inches. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's tiny. This table across is, I don't even know if it's two feet. It might be three feet. It's probably two and a half. So that would be about 26. Okay. By 30. So it's like half this table you fit in. Yeah. It's like if we cut it here. That's doable. No. It's not not comfortable. It's not comfortable. Because guess what? Shit happens. I don't know. 30 by 26 by 38. What's the width? 30 by 26 by 38. I don't know. Who cares? Okay. They spent a month planning. Damn. Now, this is what he brought with him. And I was like, why are you bringing shit in that tiny box? Don't bring shit in Just the tiny box. Just bring yourself. Jesus Christ. So he brought his suitcase. In the, in the what? box. What? In, in the box. Why? How? There was an interview I watched, and they were like, why'd you bring your suitcase? And he's like, that's all I had in the world. And he's Dude. like, now he's like 76, and he's so Aww. sweet. And he was like, that's all I had in the world. I didn't want to leave it. Aww. So he brought his fucking suitcase. 
good a pillow i'm like really you need a pillow in your very uncomfortable box a torch which i'm pretty sure is like a flashlight okay i was I like don't, um, i don't think he was setting shit on fire i was gonna say that's not gonna work out well but a glass bottle filled with water because they didn't have plastic bottles back then and an empty bottle for the pee uh he also brought a tiny hammer so when he got to his destination he could hammer his way out of the crate <laughs> i'm glad he thought of that Oh, so they did a trial run where he got in the box and they closed it, but not, they didn't nail it shut. And it was like, fine, I guess. <laughs> so then John and Paul fucking nailed the apostles, him, okay. the apostles or the Beatles, put him in the crate with all the shit and his tiny hammer. And they nailed him in there and then they loaded him on a truck, which took him to the Melbourne airport. Oh my god i'm scared you should be um <laughs> this is what our friend brian said the first 10 minutes were fine great i'm glad you got 10 minutes out of the way but then things started to cramp up <laughs> thank god i have my pillow he had his knees like jammed into his chest how long is the flight do you think well there's multiple flights that he would have to go on to get to where he's going what but don't worry total? his package got rerouted <laughs> I bet the original total was like 24 hours at least. Oh. At least. All right. So um, I would also like to say, what's that? I don't know. What the fuck's that beeping? Something's happening in my house. Ah! Okay. So just so you know, he had to sit in the airport, not on an airplane for at least a couple hours <laughs> oh. before they even loaded him onto a plane. Whoops. I know go. they're not gentle. No, absolutely not. Get ready for that part. Okay. So he didn't think about the part where when they put him on the plane that it wouldn't be pressurized in the cabin where all the crates are. Oh, God. So he just, he like said breathing was a real issue. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you think? Hey, what? sassy pants. It's Callie. Okay. Hey. I don't like your tude. I don't like your tone. Aw. All right. So then um, the first flight was 90 minutes. It flew from Melbourne to Sydney. Okay. 90 minutes. Not bad. He said it was torture. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which is terrible because he has a lot longer to go. Yeah, that's like um, nothing. They take him off the plane and they put him on the tarmac. And even though they had put him in a box that said, this end up, they put him upside down. <laughs> and so he laid on the tarmac. Oh, no. On his head and neck. No. For 22 hours <laughs> on the tarmac. 22 hours on his head and neck. Girl. Oh, girl, that does not sound good. Then the Qantas flight to London was overbooked. And so they moved his crate from that flight to a Pan Am flight that was going to Los Angeles. <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> no, it's so true. So, instead, so true. Of, instead of a, I think it was supposed to be like a two-day flight in the crate, it ended up being five days. He was in the crate for five days. <laughs> That bottle's filling up real quick. I think he said at some point he tried, he peed out the like crack of the crate. I bet he did. Because I think that bottle was full. He got to be hungry too. Oh God, yeah. Ugh. I like how I always am like, oh, I would have packed. He'd be probably, so hungry. He probably packed snacks in his suitcase. He couldn't fucking open that suitcase <laughs> when he was in there. Anyway, um, so he when he finally got to the what he thought was London. He decided to make his break. Oh, no. With his tiny hammer. So he lit his torch 
aka flashlight if i'm not mistaken um and his joints muscles and everything was so they were so like atrophied from five days in this crate that he dropped it and he like was fumbling to try and get it and he waited till night so that he could do all this well there were still airport employees at lax so Mm -hmm. they saw the light coming from the crate moving around and so these two american dudes walk up to the crate and there was a little hole yeah in the box and one of them and looked they put through their it. penis through it no <laughs> no they didn't put their penis through it no one of them looked through and brian goes i've never seen someone jump so high and he yelled there's a body in the crate oh my god like, i think they thought there was a dead body in the crate because like obviously he wasn't moving a lot he was yeah. very cramped in there so thankfully they opened the crate and rescued him he did not realize he was in america until he heard the guy yell there's a body in the crate and heard the accent Oh, my God. And then he's like, what the fuck? I'm in America? He's like, I'm not any closer to home. I'm actually further away from home. So they get their supervisor over there. Get the manager. And uh, I'd like to see the manager. I'm supposed to be in the United Kingdom right now. Um, I I have a um, certified delivery that's guaranteed arrival. So they send send this poor Yahoo to um, the hospital takes him six days in the hospital to recover wow so longer than it took to get to lax via crate um he was illegally in the united states but the fbi looked past that yeah they're like you've been through enough you're good and then pan am was so kind oh that they put him on a flight back to the united kingdom whoopsie in first class oh so he flew first class back to the uk um, and on May 18th, 1965, he arrived back to fanfare as he exited the plane. Everyone wanted to meet the man in the crate. You guys have to look at the Instagram post of this because it's amazing. And he said, my family was happy to see me, but they were mad about the crate. <laughs> uh, exciting news, though, is that he is uh, he has a book that is coming out in two days on oh. April 30th. It's called The Crate Escape. Oh, and what took him so long? It'll be already out when this comes out. Oh, it will be. Yes, you're right. Um, so but on, wait, on April 30th, what took him so long? I don't know. It's been how many years? And Dude. they're gonna also make it into a movie. And the other thing is that he is currently looking for John and Paul, the Irishmen who helped him escape Australia via Very crate. Sweet. And he said he feels really terrible because he put them in a terrible place. If he had died, they would have probably been in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. because they assisted in this. Um, but he really just feels like he owes them a debt of gratitude because he got back home the way he wanted to. And um, he just he thinks it would be a great ending to the story to like finally see them yeah. again and thank them for helping him. So so sweet. Somebody asked him, would you ever go back to Australia? And he said, unless it's for a reunion with John and Paul, the answer is no. Well, I think so, Australia has changed a lot since then. But. Yeah, but he just uh, I mean, he said his whole life. He can't. He wants to forget the crate incident, but he said once you go through something like that, you can never forget. So, anyway, that is the story of Brian Robson, the a man who made the crate. Escape. Not the football player. Not the football player. People, stop confusing them. God. Don't do it. It's the crate escape, you guys. Crate Good escape. job. Thanks, Kenny. Okay, since that was such a light story, I'm going to go with a more dark uh, story. Uh, a Spanish man may face 15 years for doing what to his mother? Oh. A Spanish man. 
The most surprising thing in the story is that he's only getting 15 years. Oh, okay. Um, Did he cut off her hand? Ooh, I like that one. Okay. Okay. It's Does it have anything to do with where he's from? Can you give us any, like... No, it's just, oh. that's just a title. Hmm. I mean, the sentencing Ooh. might be because it's in Spain. Why it's so lenient. <laughs> Locked her up and made her, like, force-fed her for five years. Very specific. That Jenny was, was kind of half right. Jenny's always half right. So Did he cut off some fingers? He killed her. Oh. oh. Cut her up. No. Oh. And then ate her. Ew. You got 15 years for that? He's on. That's what they're seeking is a 15-year sentence. I think that he... I think you should get the death penalty for that, and should, someone should be like, forced I know they to probably eat you, don't like another prisoner. I was going to say, someone boil this man up. They probably don't have the death penalty, no, but how is it not should. life? No, it should, it should definitely... Like, or at least, like, and life he ate with the possibility... Yeah, ooh, why? Did they say why? No, it doesn't. Did they say what he made her into? It doesn't go into that. But Bob's. I, it doesn't oh make God, sense. I'm say like a chili years. mix. You know what I really want? It's Spain. Some teriyaki Spain. kebabs. Mm, especially oh, for that story. Good. I had made kebabs last night. I may Notice uh, Todd's in the basement. He's not up here. Is it because he has rampant diarrhea? It's because I cut him up into a kebab. <gasps> Just kidding. Totally. That wasn't funny. <laughs> I kind of liked it though. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're really into snorting today and I like that too. All right. That's disgusting. Uh, thanks, Kenny. Yeah. Thanks, Kenny. Um, well, thanks for listening to Sip, Survive, Repeat. Sorry, this episode was a little bit of a shit show. It's kind of weird. But I feel, like, I feel like there were great stories. I think those were good stories. It was great. It's All fine. Right. Who cares? We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>